I'm always afraid that I'm going <laughs> to screw it up. Yeah, like not do the <laughs> oh, thing. I get it. And, and then we're done after recording for an hour and a half and you look over and it's paused or something. <laughs> that's my greatest fear is just that yeah. we get done and we're like, okay, let's end. And I look over and I'm like, <gasps> uh, yeah. oh, I've done a bad you, thing, Brian. You know what would happen? What would happen? We'd punt for a fortnight yes. and record again. I, I thought you no would send way. me your half of the audio and I would be responsible and just uh, <laughs> filling in the other side. Yeah, you work on this, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I have to like listen to it. <laughs> learn every beat and then come up with my own uh-huh oh that would be awful awesome uh, uh, awesome we that should, is we should do that as a challenge that should be absolutely a... yes mm, season three yes. right there we'll talk about your merce and we'll record one side <laughs> by itself <laughs> that sounds like a winner of a season Mm-hmm. we're gonna get so many listeners <laughs> all the listeners Alrighty, my friend. I'm going to do it. Swing it. Hello, and welcome to Backers, a fortnightly podcast where we explore the most compelling campaigns on Kickstarter and each pick a campaign to back. We are your hosts, Brian Apui and Chris Rump, and this week, the spring is sprung, the grass is riz, we wonder where the birdies is. <laughs> I can't believe you made me say that. The, the boydies. <laughs> the boydies is. <laughs> How you doing today, man? Good. You ready to do some backing? Well, I did some backing. I did lots of backing. You did? I did yeah, twice you the went, amount of backing. You went above and beyond. I did. We're going to get into that. How about you, man? I'm doing great. Can, oh, I forgot to tell you. Yeah? I have backers news Ooh. from the... I got stuff in the mail zone. Ooh. Oh. oh I, uh, yeah? I'm trembling. We've got, We've got alpaca hoodies, my friend. Have you put it upon your flesh? I have. And? And it's nice. Ooh. It's made very well. Of course, it you know, this week is the first week of, what was it today? Like 88 degrees? Yeah, I think it was, it was over 85. Yeah. So I think spring, you know, spring sprang. <laughs> Spring's done. <laughs> yeah. Summer is sprung. We're, we're now wildly into the summer, but... Uh, it was. It's very nicely made. I'm really curious. I will bring it to you tomorrow Ooh. so that you will have yours. Um, should I bring mine too so we can put them on and just wear them around the office and just look really cool? Yeah, I'll bring my Merce too. <laughs> you always, always have ex- your Merce. That's not surprising. <laughs> <laughs> don't you? Oh, that's great. Thanks, Alexa. What'd she do? do you, uh, I don't know. Something in there I said that she thought, hey, I, I need to respond to this. Is your Alexa keyword Merce? <laughs> Merce. <laughs> Merce. No. Merce. No? Apparently not. Okay. So, yeah, I I was so excited about that. I, I Well, you knew it was coming. I told you that the shipment thing had come through, and then poof, it showed up. I don't, uh, was that yesterday? I guess it must have been yesterday, yeah. Yeah, Tuesday. It arrived yesterday. Yes. Was, yep. Oh, I'm excited, so, man. Yeah. Those were our biggest things that we backed. I think so. I mean, yeah. the most the most pricey anyway. It was a little over $100. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, I'm excited, man. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. So, we'll share a a picture maybe. Do you know on, what else uh, I'd be looking forward to seeing? What? Is my 
blasted fermentation jar lids, but I don't think I'm ever going to see those. Oh, no. I think that that project has, uh, I think it's cashed out. I think it's hit, hit oh, no. bottom. Yep. It's looking bad. It's, it, the creator has gone radio silent for over a month. Not that the, he was uh, ever super engaged with the community <laughs> in the first place. Right. The, the, the comment zone on that <laughs> campaign is looking pretty dire. It's so, bleak. Yeah, okay. I, I think, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. I, I just sort of wonder what happened there. Yeah, because it doesn't sound like a really super tricky production item, unless I'm really missing something. Yeah, it doesn't seem like just the all-out money grab that the underwater breather thing was, right? Where you're going to try and... <laughs> hoodwink yeah. a large number of people for hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah uh, i think i think all told that campaign raised just over maybe ten thousand dollars very um, weird i really guess that maybe what happened was you know maybe he went to a chinese supplier or something and got mm. one pulled over right you know from the source that they were working with yeah, or maybe cost just spiraled way out of control, or maybe a first run of the product didn't work out, and they don't have enough funding to go back and do a correction run, or who who knows? But the the radio silence, I think, I mean, it really just kind of smacks of, uh, just, I don't know. It's like a case study in how not to execute a Kickstarter campaign. <laughs> yeah, because I'm I, sorry, dude, that stinks. Yeah, well, you know, such is the life of a backer. That's true. I feel like we've gotten pretty fortunate so far. That's really the only abject failure that we've had. I mean, we've got some things that haven't been delivered yet, but for the things that are still coming, I haven't lost faith that I'm going to get most, if not all, the things that I backed. So, Yeah, likewise. Well, Chris, what do we have in the random crowdfunding zone <laughs> Thank for you. this fortnight? <laughs> Thank you, Unkarpalut. It's what I do. <laughs> so I think we should just come out of the gate tonight in this crowdfunding news zone. And mm-hmm. let's talk about Indiegogo being accused by a Kickstarter executive of fudging their numbers. Mm-mm. This is kind of juicy. So as far as I can tell, here's what's going down. Julio Terra. This guy, I guess, is the big cheese, the big deal at Kickstarter in charge of their technology and design community. Okay. So Tara wrote this Medium article a while ago, not not a while ago, like last week. And in this article, he throws shade at Indiegogo mm-hmm. for presenting the money raised by their campaigns in a way which makes them look more successful. Yeah, than, a little misleading. Yeah, than they actually are. So Tara's, his point, what he's pointing out is that Indiegogo seems to be including funds raised on other crowdfunding platforms in the the big prominent money figure that they show to their users. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting that case in point was Peak Design that we touched on <laughs> last week as having yeah. raised like $6.5 million on Kickstarter. Yep. So um, if, if you look at what Indiegogo reports for when Peak Design ran a campaign on Indiegogo, they reported something like $7.3 million in money raised. Mm-hmm. And then if you hover over or find an asterisk, it says, yeah, but six and a half of that is from another platform. <laughs> so see also Kickstarter, right? So literally 90% of 
of the funds were raised on a different platform. Yeah. It's not like it's, you know, oh, they, they got a smattering on these other platforms. No, the vast majority of the funds were raised on a different crowdfunding platform. But yeah, oh, it's it's delicious. Yeah. This is delicious amount of salt. I, I think it's pretty common that sometimes campaigns will run simultaneously or maybe sequentially on Kickstarter and Indiegogo at the same time. And certainly because I think Indiegogo in many cases has a larger presence outside of the United States. Okay. But yeah, it's really interesting in this case, and I guess many cases, because there are some other high profile campaigns that were pointed out in Tara's article as well that have similar metrics where they yeah. kind of present this this number that looks really juicy. Like look at all the money that we've given, we've given to support on our platform to, and then you mm-hmm. find out, um, it's not all coming from here. That's just a little dishonest, it feels like. Sure. I like the Indiegogo response. The, they told Fast Company that the hover-over mecha- mechanism makes it, quote, pretty clear how the funding breaks <laughs> down between Indiegogo and other sites. Sure. They're, they're being completely transparent and open, Chris. Yeah. All you have to do is know that you need to hover over a small element on the page to really see where the money's coming from, but that makes it pretty clear. Totally it's, clear. <laughs> disingenuous. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's just funny when I first saw the headline, I was like, "Oh, come on!" You know, the cute oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, like, yeah, whatever. And then you look into it, and you're like, "Wow, okay." That just doesn't sound right. Yeah, <laughs> just wow. Yeah. So I don't get, know what's going to come get of your that. House it's, in order, Indiegogo. It's, it's juicy, but uh, yeah. whatever. Well, Chris, a spokesman also said that they haven't received any complaints from backers or entrepreneurs about that practice, so everything must be fine. Hey, okay. What if we complained? Would then they have received a complaint? I mean, I don't have anything to complain about. That's true. I mean, it's pretty clear. Very clear. How it breaks down. Most clear. (laughs) (laughs) Good article. Good Mm. find. Yep. So that'll be in show notes. Give it a give it a gander. Let's move on to the mentionable zone. Mm. Ooh, I see Van Blanc. Uh, this is, you're gonna hate this. This Uh-oh. what I am drinking. Oh, this it's evening. not. It's, it's an IP, it's a sour. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, it is. God, why do you? Is it? It's a sour. It's, it's a, a goza. It's a goza. Oh my lord! Did you do it on purpose, knowing that I was gonna be watching you drink it? I did think of you. <laughs> It's not even a particularly good one. They're not good, any of them. That's not true. It is. <laughs> they're they're spoiled beer. They ju- they should. That's what they did. They choose to market that it. That beer done. Spoiled. That's what happened, Chris. They had some beer that went bad, and they're like, "Crap! We invested all this time and money and ingredients in this beer, and now it's spoiled and ruined." And one guy. In the back, raised a tan and said, you know what? Let's market this as a sour beer. People will buy it by the case. And you know what? They did it. They did it. And you bought into it. And now you're drinking spoiled beer. Yeah. Gleefully. I think Do you that, make a face whenever you swallow it? It's delicious, um, Brian. Take a, take a sip. I want to watch your face very carefully. Okay. I am and raising the glass. Uh-huh. It is a... It's got a beautiful color. color. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's great color. 
I bet it smells like a garbage can, but <laughs> it's a pretty mediocre sour or goza, so it really isn't. They're all mediocre. There's not much nose to it at all. Oh, okay. Okay, here we go. Yeah. I'm trying to... See, I feel like I saw a wince. <laughs> Just the tiniest wince. Is it possible? Did you wince a little? Maybe for effect. As it went down to just the, your brain rebelled briefly while it was like, what are you doing, Chris? Why would you put that in your mouth? I'm going to bring you around. You're not. You know what? I I can accept an IPA. Did you see whenever we were at, uh, I realize we're going off tangent. (laughs) Whenever we were at uh, Avengers, I had an all day IPA. I did see that. I drank that. That was hoppy. That's kind of grapefruity. Okay. I can live with that. But not spoiled. It's not spoiled beer. It's just hoppy beer. All right. <laughs> okay. Back to the show. <laughs> this this interlude brought to you by Goza Spoiled Beer. Yeah. If, uh, it's, it's, I'm not even going to name it. Okay, I'm going to name it. It's the Wicked All Weed right. Tropic Most. Tropic Most? Yeah. Okay. Which is completely mediocre. Has my mediocre seal of approval. It's because it's spoiled. Yeah. If it weren't spoiled, it might be okay. Okay. Right. Back to the show. <laughs> In the mentionable zone. <laughs> so, uh, I can can I mention one? Yeah, you mention one because you've got I'm gonna two, mention I one. think. Yeah. Uh, I almost backed this, Chris. I almost did it. I came very, very close. This was the Max Pump 2. It is a portable air pump that is used for, you know, pumping up your things like inflatables at for water. They use it for beds, inflatable beds. They also use it for the suction mechanism to suction down. They Some backing levels include these resealable bags that you can put your travel gear in and suck the air out to shrink them and make, make it more packable, right? And... If you did, you look at the campaign at all? Not really. I am looking at it now. I yeah. don't know what I'm looking at. Well, it's a portable air pump, Chris. It's rechargeable, so it's a slick presentation. It's one of those. It's it, it almost reminds me of a. I don't want to say it, but it it it's one of those very slick, Apple-y types of things with all the really nice iconography for the for the random bits of of crap right with the the pressure that it puts in and and the rechargeability if you scroll down to the bottom i mean look at all the look at all the i'm kind of mesmerized by these gifts of it in operation like sucking air out of bags or inflating air mattresses yeah Inflatable swimming pools, and you can use it to to provide oxygen for wood wood burning ovens and campfires and stuff. And actually, that was kind of and it's powered compelling. by batteries. Yeah, it's rechargeable. Okay, it's actually got a USB connection that you charge it with. That's slick. It is, and that is a benefit over the one that I have. So, why didn't I back this? It wasn't because it was too expensive because it actually really isn't the you can get one for 25 bucks which is not too bad uh, if you had gotten in on the early birds they were 21 bucks so they're really not too expensive but I have one number 1 it's not 
battery powered. It hooks up to my like 12 volt cigarette lighter mechanisms in vehicles and, and other stuff like that. I use it in QB in order to blow up like paddle boards and stuff like that. And it works perfectly. So I have one, number one, number two, I don't, if you look at the size of this thing and, and the battery capacity, I don't think it's powerful enough to like blow up my paddle boards, which require like 15 PSI. I just, I think if you tried to blow up 15 PSI at about five PSI, it would start sucking air out of it. Well, that's what <laughs> I was wondering because I was looking at it. It's this little white cylinder. Yeah. Maybe a little smaller than a can of soup with a spout on the top of it. Correct. And yeah, it's, it's small. If you look at that campfire scene, look at him holding it. It's like middle of the page. Uh huh. It's not even can of soup size. It's like a miniature can of soup. Yeah. It, so I just don't think it would be powerful enough for my usage. So two strikes against it. Number one, I already have one that I like. Number two, I just don't think it would do what I need it to. But still almost backed it just for even just the fire thing. Because, you know, if I go and build a fire, I think I've said before, I'm probably the world's worst fire starter. <laughs> like, I am snake bitten on fires. I have ruined more good pieces of wood because I just can't build a fire that will burn it. And so you just I continually <laughs> disappoint my poor wife and daughter whenever we go out to camping because I'll be like, I'm going to build a fire because that's a manly type of camping thing, right? And two hours later, I've got this thing that just smokes us out of the range of the fire ring, right? Because it just won't burn. So you need more I was lighter fluid. with this thing, well, you did that's what Kat says. No. She's like, just break no. lighter fluid all over no, it. Right? No, no, Yeah. That's a good way to lose all the rest of the hair that I don't have. But So, almost backed it. Still pretty cool, but uh, I did, didn't, didn't do it. I mean, now so. I'm enthralled with this thing. And, you know, looking down, they do show some of the uses as blowing up airbeds, rubber yep. boats to your, like, um, paddleboard. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm air sofas, swimming pools. So they're saying it can blow up things that are that large. I wonder if it just takes 30 minutes. (laughs) Maybe. I still think, though, that those rubber boats do not have the same type of pressures that Mm. paddle boards do. Those rubber boats maybe probably top out maybe six or seven PSI, whereas I need roughly double that. And even my pump, which is larger and sturdier, takes about 20 minutes to blow up a paddle board so but even so it's only 25 i'm so now i'm obsessing about this i kind of want it i think you should back it chris what would you use it for i, I just have it on hand <laughs> just in case i need to blow I'll, air i'll put it in my bug out bag <laughs> <laughs> now i want to back it just so i can give it to you so you can put it in your bug out bag <laughs> so uh this one has a long time to go, 40 days. Uh, it will end on Wednesday, June the 13th. So you've got tons of time. They kicked it out of the park. They had an initial goal of $10,000. They reached almost $70,000 from 1,600 backers. So no worries about this one getting uh, funded. And this one was created by uh, apparently uh, Tommy Lee, the Motley Crue drummer. 
<laughs> so that might not be true. I was like, what? <laughs> For all I know, it could be him. This could be his next chapter. But uh, anyhow, Max Pump 2, check it out. It'll be in the show notes. I dig it. I kind of want yeah. it. Yeah. Maybe it'll happen. What you got, baby? Oh. I found the Hellboy board game. So, yeah. so I don't have tons to say about the, the about that. I don't have tons to say about this this week. I doubled this. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the deal: this board game went live, the Hellboy board game, right? And it raised over a million dollars in five seconds. Wait, I thought you were exaggerating. No, five seconds. That's what was being reported is that this thing went live and immediately was like not only successful but super successful. That's why I thought it belonged in the in the mentionable zone. My goodness gracious. And that kind of surprised me. I mean, I thought the movies were enjoyable enough. I don't know if you've seen them. I think so. And I I certainly know there are legions of devoted fans of the original comics. Um, sure. the Mike Mignola Hellboy comics. So it's no surprise to me that the campaign met its goal, but and and the goal was one hundred and thirty five thousand dollars. So that's not small potatoes, but the speed at which would it hit the mark um, just shows up crazy pent up demand for this property. Yeah, it's wild. So they're currently at one million two hundred and fifty seven thousand seven hundred and sixty eight dollars, with ten thousand plus backers, with twenty one days still to go. And the pledge levels are in uh, euros. No, pounds. I don't know. Huh, some silly okay. little thing that's not a dollar sign. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. And it looks like a pretty cool game. But Well, it's got miniatures. I know. I, like, like I need more. We always talk about it. I need more They're things to paint. They're all in there. Yeah, exactly. So well, that's cool. Yeah. Are, are you going to back it? No, I will not back this one. Okay. Can I tell you what you should back? Yeah. Because we've done this before. We have been right here before, and I think our time has arrived again. I think it's returned. Yeah. So, this is how we got here. That have, yeah, those listeners that have been with us from the beginning might remember that the very first thing that got both of us into Kickstarter was underwear. <laughs> the Flint and Tinder, <laughs> nice comfy boxers. We both bought into it. That was my very first backed campaign. And now, Silvertech 2.0, the comfortable and antimicrobial underwear, is back. And I darn near backed this. It's kind of a tough sell to do Spring is Sprung with underwear, but I thought I could make it work. You know, you kind of need. You kind of need something new and fresh in the spring, right? Yeah, you do. So the conceit behind these are they're NASA-inspired, mm. odorless, bacteria-killing underwear with silver, how do you pronounce this? Polygyne? Polygene? Po- polygene. Polygene. It's a polygene silver treatment that makes our underwear, quote, naturally anti antimicrobial and naturally anti you got my disease now <laughs> what have you done to me okay <laughs> it's, the it's affecting yeah. both of us somehow through the, oh, uh, the ether 
Yeah, your spoiled beer has affected me across the air- airwaves. Okay, quote, a poly... <laughs> Unquote. Quote, <laughs> a polygene silver treatment makes our underwear naturally antimicrobial, meaning it'll kill 99.9% of all the bacteria and fungi building up in there. So, no more swamp crotch, right? So, I uh, I was very tempted. I was sorely tempted. Uh, so... Two things <laughs> that made me not pack it. Number one, I have lots of underwear. You remember my great underwear search of 2000, what was it, 17? Last year, I think you were on this year, right? crazy sojourn to, to yeah. find the perfect underwear. Yeah, the great underwear search. And uh, I, I found some weird underwear with interesting and hitherto undiscovered form factors, Delights. shall we say? Yeah, delights where <laughs> I don't, it, we'll keep it G rated, but they were a little, a little interesting. As I recall, you said they were rather form fitting. They were it, in ways that I had never seen underwear be form fitting. Um, these aren't quite as extreme, uh, but, but that said, I found some underwear that finally resonated with me i'm happy with them i have like nine pairs of them so unless we get super far behind on (laughs) laundry i'm set so i don't really need underwear and number two kind of like the flint and tinders they're a little dear to me for underwear they're 29 bucks for a pair of underwear yeah and even if they you know will never stink again eh I just didn't need it. Didn't need it. Plus, if you think about it, if they kill 99.9% of all bacteria and fungi, that 0.1% is going to get all powerful. Oh, that's right. You know? And maybe take over the colony in my nether regions and, and then I'll have problems that I never imagined before. So you fear that you're going to take that. 0.1% of your crotch bacteria to the gym. Yeah. Take them stronger, make them stronger. (laughs) Yes, and create a super crotch bacteria. Mm. I don't want to be responsible for that. No. I can't have that on my conscience. (laughs) (laughs) See the CDC swooping into your home. Yeah, I can't do that. So, sorry, Silvertech 2.0. I couldn't couldn't do it. So that's what that's what else I found. Did you have anything else that you wanted to mention in the mentionable zone? I don't tonight. Okay. Do you? No. Maybe. Which is kind of good because you just went crazy in the backed zone. I did. You want to go did. ahead? You want to go ahead and move into the backed zone? Well, yeah. Why don't we do that? And uh, do you want to start with your non-theme? oriented item let's do that that sounds like a good way to get started okay yeah we'll just dive right into the back zone i can't do the own car pollute like you can do it man back zone thank I, thank I, you own car pollute you're welcome so, so yeah before i get to my backed project that's <laughs> apropos of our topic at hand this very fortnight i thought i would highlight a campaign i actually did back which is well, first of all, full disclosure, I'm friends with the creators of this project. Nepotism. So the first project that I backed is <laughs> Jonathan and Amanda, 
make a once in a lifetime live record by mm-hmm. none other than Jonathan and Amanda Noel. So it it just happened that last Friday I was at a concert that Jonathan and Amanda were giving and near the close of their set they came out and mentioned well they were already out but they <laughs> stood there and they did mention that they had this Kickstarter project that they had created in service of having that this live performance or that live performance at the time professionally mastered so that it would be available for download or I guess purchase on these archaic plastic objects that they used to have in the (laughs) past for the distribution of media like music cassette tapes I think they're called um, CDs 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 interesting okay arcane indeed but so yeah anyways the thing about their project is that they're putting this album together to commemorate the fact that they've been writing and recording and performing music together for 20 years now and i just think oh, wow. that's really neat yeah and they've chosen to to just mark to celebrate this landmark in their lives with an album that and they've gone to kickstarter and gone to the crowdsource community to try and raise funds to produce this thing to the highest standard in a professional studio. Nice. Yeah. They're crazy talented. And um, so I've actually played with Jonathan. I'm not a professional musician, but Jonathan actually is also the... Don't be modest. What's that? Don't be modest. Don't be modest. Well, Jonathan's the full-time director of music at the church I attend. So I've played with him so several times. Cajone. And just, I mean, he's crazy talented. Amanda's crazy talented as well. And it was neat, like, seeing their concert and seeing them perform with a full professional band. So the performance they were playing, they had Dale Baker on drums, who was the drummer with Sixpence None the Richer. Oh, yeah. And... The bassist they had on hand that evening, his name escapes me, but he's played with Amy Lou Harris, and they had special guest appearances with Dan Hasseltine from Jars of Clay, and Jonathan and Amanda have toured in the past with recording artists like Fernando Ortega and Kelly Mentner. So, you know, they have chops, and they're they're really, like I said, several times already, just crazy talented. Um, So it's it's really exciting that they're going to have this album, hopefully. The risk awesome, is dude. super low. Yeah. You know, they've got the recording already done. They just want to be able to get in the studio and give it the professional treatment with mixing and production to, to, to get it you know, out. I do some sound work. That's true. You do. Maybe I should pass <laughs> your name along. <laughs> Those poor people. <laughs> Don't do it, Chris. <laughs> no, that's good. Yep. So I really hope that... Uh, you know, they meet their goal. Their goal is $9,000 to get there. They're right. currently at just shy of $6,000. They're at $5,594 with 57 backers with 10 days to go. Yeah, it closes May 14th. So you'll have about a week to get in if you're so compelled. Yep. So my plea to the community, help them get over the hump. Help them achieve their, uh, like I said, this sort of landmark occasion in their lives to, to help them celebrate something that's, I think, meaningful to them. But also can, you know, be an inspiration. Hopefully, hopefully to a lot of people that get a chance to listen to it. Like I said, either by download or archaic disc. 
<laughs> you know what's kind of pres- impressive to me? They've got 57 backers. They've raised about $5,500. That's darn near $100 per backer at, on average. That's true. That's some dedication from the backers. I saw somebody scooped up the $75 pledge, the fly in the hall rehearsal. And somebody scooped up a $1,500 pledge. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. The private house Two concert. Left of three. Yeah. So they have some interesting levels that are that beyond just the, the media. It. No, I, I, well, I would like to say <laughs> that I did, but I didn't do that. <laughs> there was one in here that I particularly liked, and then we can move on. Let me see if I can okay. find it real quick. It was the uh, piano Skype serenade. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Where, where, yeah. where is that one? That's down 200. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jonathan will play 45 minutes of instrumental piano music for you via Skype. (laughs) That's that's so good. Just 45 minutes of chopsticks. (laughs) That's really good. Wouldn't that be... That would just be kind of rude, wouldn't it? I I literally want you to play chopsticks for 45 minutes. Just a form of torture for a musician, (laughs) right? (laughs) Can I give you your money back? Can I double your money and give it back? In order to not play chopsticks for 45 minutes. Well, yeah. good stuff, dude. Yep. So. so, are we ready to get into the back picks for the Spring is Sprung theme? Yes, let's do it. Excellent. Uh, I will go first since you went previously. I decided to back uh, something. So, Spring has sprung. It is now, you know comfy time where we wear more comfortable clothes the winter clothes goes gets put away the summer clothes and spring clothes come out and as chris is aware i'm trying to figure out how to no longer wear my dad's sandals because my toes offend people including my trusty cohort chris (laughs) (laughs) so uh i'm trying to wear other things and what should show up on my campaign list than the solo socks no-shows, the world's best summer socks. And I know it says summer, but I'm going to wear them in the spring because in Raleigh, North Carolina, summer and spring are almost identical. Uh, (laughs) So these are, quote, the best organic, sustainable, innovative, top-quality designer socks as no-shows. No pairing, no wasting, no showing. So what does no pairing mean? I like these for a number of reasons. The no pairing concept means when you back them at the even the lowest level, you get a box of seven socks. Seven. They seven. are similar in design, but they're not identical. They're designed to match, but they're a little bit different. So it doesn't matter. You go into your sock drawer, you grab any two of these and throw them on your feet and they'll look cool, but not identical. And I think that's kind of cute, right? Uh, they have a interesting uh, kind of fresh design to them. They're hand linked toe seam to keep annoying stitches off the toe. These, once again, have antimicrobial technology to keep them stinky free, Mm -hmm. which is good because feet are smelly things. Um, They have a silicone grip so that they don't fall off, which I thought was interesting. Did you see that? I did. Yeah. Because Uh, 
Yeah. I, I was all into this campaign as well. <gasps> That's right. Guys, Chris almost backed the exact same thing. It finally and almost no happened. No joke. Yeah, no joke. We hadn't communicated it. We didn't find out until we both had backed something and they went into the show notes and Chris saw mine and he's like, I literally almost backed that. <laughs> I did. Like, Remember when I hinted to you that I had found a way to complete the mission this fortnight? Yes. That I had this found something related to spring? This was it. <laughs> oh, and then man. I had returned to my computer. I was going to click the back thing and... We I, were so close. Yeah. Well, I ended That's up okay. checking my email, finding another thing in my inbox that stirred something, and I backed <laughs> another thing. But yeah, let's continue with the solo socks because they are we cool. They're very yeah. cool. We almost did it. So that's it. You have a, a choice of five different designs. There's blackies and Bianchi, which are either white or black. And then there's three other color tones that are interesting Danish designs that I still don't know which one I'm going to choose whenever they actually ask me. That was my big question. Which one know. were you going to go for? I'm actually... Are you wavering between any particular I am. Ones? I'm kind of wavering between the... I bet it's Wegner, don't mm. you? Just I, given that it's... A, and the Van Dykes. I'm, I'm actually oscillating between those two. Yeah. So when I looked at this too, I saw the blackies down there. And even the yeah. blackies are interesting because they're, they're not just a com- completely black sock. They have right. um, like a different kind of threading around either the toe or ankle area. Mm-hmm. So they don't perfectly match either. There's a different color, like a light blue or a red or a gray. Yep. And I did think about the black socks and then thought, you know, that would be yeah. just a little too plain, right? It would. Like me, because I wear black socks every day. But yeah. So I was like, I'm going to get something with a little more character. So I don't know. And even the the, the Gari, which are kind of a red theme. Yeah. I'm, Mar- I'm tempted by all three of them. So whenever they send me the backer kit or, or whatever it is, I'm going to have a, a tough decision. Maybe I'll have to hit up my friend Chris and see, because you are my fashion consultant. Well, I liked the Wegner. I think yeah. that was the one I was kind of starting to come down on. Okay. So I, I trust you completely. Although, Van Dyke's, man. So uh, these have been wildly successful too. They are almost closed. If you want to get in on these, you're probably going to have a little under a week to do it by the time the episode goes out. It closes on Friday, May the 11th. They <laughs> had an 11000 well, $12,000 goal. They have beat it by 10 times. They are sitting just under $130,000 with 2,500 backers. So definitely are going to succeed, which is good. Uh, this is the first campaign from this particular creator. Uh, so it's pretty nice that they succeeded so wildly. Um, I think it's cute. They have their, their little... Uh, meet the team down below. Did you see that where all 10 of the people involved in this are, are, are photographed? And then they shared some very cute pictures of them in their themed socks. So uh, I'm, I'm pleased with this one. I, I, I feel like it meets the theme admirably and fulfills a need that I have. So solo socks will be mine. I dig them. I, yeah. Like I said, I was so close to, to doing it. Because I've been enjoying the no-show sock life mm-hmm. as well recently. I've got a couple <laughs> uh-huh. pairs. 
I was really digging that enlarged heel with a silicone grip so they don't slip because that does yeah. happen with the socks that I have, especially oh, yeah. when you go to take the your shoes off. A lot of time that heel slips and then you've got the situation where your toes are still in the sock and the heel's <laughs> jammed up under your foot. That's no right. good. Um, I liked the cool patterns. I liked yeah. the anti-stink protection. And, Nobody wants stinky feet. You know, the seven socks in a package I thought was really playful, but ultimately that did feel a little gimmicky from my pragmatic side. I mean, Brian, do you ever lose socks? Is that actually a thing people do? I know it's kind of a trope, but... Honestly, at some point I'm going to take a picture and I'll share it with you. And maybe I'll share it with our listeners as well, because in our laundry area, there is the land of orphan socks. <laughs> really? We've got an area there where I think it's up to like eight or nine at this point where there's just these mismatched, misfit socks that are just waiting for their mates and they're nowhere to be found. And I'd love to say, oh, well, this is just a case of they went in the, you know, they they somehow made their way out the dryer trap, right? And, And blown out through the dryer vent, except my vent is now like three inches long there's nowhere for it to go it would like show up in my back patio and i don't have socks out there so there is there is a separate dimension for mismatched socks that suck socks out of dryers or washing machines somehow it does have some malevolent force so, yes, I, I will share that because okay. you seem to think that this doesn't occur, and I seem to think that it is just a foregone conclusion that it always happens like to I everyone. Like I said, I always feel like, I mean, I know it's a trope. I just have never really encountered this Maybe the problem personally is that I can think of. When it happens to you, somehow it gets both of them. So you just lose whole pairs and you just never realize. That very well may be the case. Yeah. Whereas for us, statistically, we just lose one of a set. It is maddening. It I mean, truly is. Like, even my son's <laughs> socks, they're little tiny things. Yeah. I think we still managed to keep all those pairs together somehow. <laughs> you don't have a, a, a sock fairy. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. I don't know if I could call it a fairy, though. It's more of a demon. <laughs> a sock demon. Mm-hmm. What is happening with all those socks? So that is my backed pick. Chris? I'm into it. Spring is sprung. What did you find? Okay. So the thing I actually backed for this episode's theme, uh-huh. yeah. bear with me. Yeah. Maybe grant me mercy, Brian. <laughs> Did you cheat, Chris? I took the topic quite literally mm. and backed a thing that has a spring. <laughs> so the spring is quite literally sprung. Mm. Okay. I, I, there, were, there were a lot of ways to play this. I thought there were. That's like, true. obviously, and the reason I saw the solo socks too was the same reason, right? Yeah, outdoorsy spring. Outdoorsy, yeah, you're wearing shorts more, or mm-hmm. that would make a Which good is, case. You could have honestly, gone with the more as God intended yes. for this theme to be, right? True. One could say, M- maybe that. One, one could make that argument. <laughs> perhaps i had a different interpretation perhaps okay. i just wanted to bend the topic to my will <laughs> maybe because i okay. looked at this campaign for the last few weeks even last week i was trying to figure out do i back this and then try to bend it somehow to efficiency and i couldn't make it work <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So you bent it to spring is sprung. Because okay. it's a spring. It has a spring. It sure. What I backed is the latest offering from Studio Neat. <laughs> this is the, wait for it. Uh-huh. The Mark One, a minimal, yeah. durable, retractable pin. I've got a problem. So this project is by Dan Provost and Tom Gerhardt, who uh-huh. are Studio Neat. Are you familiar with Studio I'm Neat? Not. You, you, yeah. I, I think you may actually have a piece of something from Studio Neat in your home that you aren't even aware of. Indeed? Yep. Enlighten so, me. So I have in the past backed a campaign from them. I was trying to think of the number of products that I have from, from Studio Neat. So I have the glyph, the Mark II glyph that they made, and they sort of made their mark on the design community and on Kickstarter early on with the glyph. Uh, I think it was maybe their first Kickstarter project that they came out with, but it was a, a gosh, what do you even as a holder or a clip that would go on to like a tripod and hold a cell phone. And so the glyph Mark II is a spring-loaded uh, mount. I guess that's a better word for it to mount smartphones onto uh, tripods. Uh They, I think another big project for them was the Cosmonaut, a stylus, if you will, for the original iPad. Right. Uh, What else? So the thing that I was thinking of, and they've done these uh, neat ice making kits to make perfect clear ice for like cocktail glasses. They've got yeah. I'm looking at their projects now. They've got an interesting variety of. That's probably what I should have done was pull projects. up their list rather than trying yeah. to rattle these off from They've the top got of my head. A simple syrup kit for yeah. crying out loud. And it doesn't involve any heating either. I think you just pour the ingredients together in that container. Mm. So the one that I think we both have is that our common friend Jay gifted us is the cocktail rimmer. That little bamboo tray that you can oh. rim cocktail glasses with. That was a Studio Neat production as well. Huh. Go figure. Yep. So one of these products did sneak its way into your home. <laughs> and they have recently, I think before this project, had a great success with the Pano book, and that which was a notebook. And so right. if you have a notebook, you need a great pen to go along with it. So this pin was basically built around the Schmidt P8126 rollerball refill. And as I recall, that refill gained prominence in some fashion with the Retro 51 pin. And it's a super high-regarded refill. I think a lot of people give preference to this even over the popular Pilot Hitech C uh, refill, which is really common as well. You're so, just loving this, aren't you? I know, man. I'm not, and it's funny because this isn't even, not even a fountain pen. It's a rollerball, which I don't have a really nice rollerball at the moment. And typical of Dan and Tom, like they wanted to make their own beautiful, functional thing around something they love. And thus they designed this minimalist pen. So it looks great. It comes in two flavors. Actually, I think it's going to have multiple combinations now. So the original yeah, campaign came out with two. Uh, barrel designs one was white one was black and the white one originally had a copper clicking mechanism with it where the black had a silver but based on backer feedback they've decided to make them available in any combination of those two components right 
So, and, and so the, the cool thing, like why this is such a springy uh, campaign is <laughs> the other thing that, you know, these guys, they were looking around at pins to kind of go along with their Pano book. And they're just looking at all the click rollerball pins that are out there. Nothing was satisfying them because mm-hmm. they're plasticky or a little wobbly or don't have the right click, you know, that right solid click that you want from a great pin. And so they they designed their pin like from a solid piece of aluminum. I think it's aluminum. Is it aluminum? Gosh. Yeah, that I don't know. Could be steel. I should know well, that. Should it have. says metal. Metal. It's, it's pot pot metal. It really... I don't know that it specifies. It keeps saying metal. Oh, there we go. Aluminum body. Yeah, okay. I thought I had read that somewhere. And, and then, then it has this... Cerakote coating. Right, so the Cerakote coating is going to give this nice tact, tactile... Or slightly tactile feel to it. Mm-hmm. So a different sort of feel than you would get from an anodized aluminum. Right. And then once they had, I think, the, the barrel of that pin, just the way they liked it with the design, they started looking at off-the-shelf or aftermarket clicking mechanisms, and just nothing would, would do for them. So, of course, they went back to the drawing board and designed, and they're going to manufacture their own clicking mechanism that's made of all metal. So it just has that real satisfying click. Chris? Yeah? Are you I, in? You're going to back it, too? I don't see... I don't see a spring. There's a spring. Look under look it. under the heading durable. Oh, I see it. Yeah. So, yeah uh, I was very frightened for you there, my friend. <laughs> I was going to have to call you on it if it didn't even have a spring in it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Any clicky pen's going to have a spring in it to make sure that uh, clicky mechanism works. I didn't works. know if they'd you know, done something magical or something. No. Whew. That was a close one. Whew. <laughs> No, it's a nice looking pen, dude. I'm a little you bit worried. I, uh, the one thing I'm a little bit worried about okay. is that there's it's so round. I'm worried yeah. about it. It's just going to roll right off the table. There's there's oh, no it will. there's no clip to it, right? Yeah, it will. And it's not weighted in any way that it's going to not roll. So right. I'm going to need like a pen well that I can <laughs> like I can post post it in all the time. You want me to bring my router to work and we can route you out a a pen well in your desk i think so we might need to here's what i'm predicting now now that we've been here and done this i think season two is going to be how can chris mess with the theme enough to where he can (laughs) back another pen every episode (laughs) i think this is just going to be the season of pens for chris (laughs) i think i'm going to be pinned out pretty soon i don't know I just don't currently carry a nice rollerball, so I was really excited about this. <laughs> there's And there's something that's just endearing about lending support to scrappy makers like this that just love what they do and in yeah. turn makes me happy too. Oh, sure. Yeah. So unfortunately, by the time this episode comes out, I think oh, this one will be closed. Yep. Yeah, so it's got 26 hours to go as we're recording, so it'll be done. But they don't need our, our help anymore. It's No. It's... They they did the do again. This may be one of the most funded campaigns Studio Neat has ever had. They have raised two hundred nineteen thousand and forty four dollars thus far, over three thousand backers, and like we said, with twenty six hours to go. That's that's pretty crazy. They definitely struck a chord with this one, I guess. Yeah, I guess all the uh, people that backed the Pano book just came back for more. 
Yeah. It is nice. Yep. I'm looking at it and it it is very attractive. And the neat thing too, like Studio needs a or I feel like it's a very reputable company. They've got a long string of successes from Kickstarter and in their pocket, right? And they're a I mean, they're a company by all rights now with a website at Studio Neat that you can go check out and products there that are available for purchase. So I think they use Kickstarter, in my mind, like the way the platform is supposed to be used. You go to the community, you vet your backers to see if there's enough interest out there to to get funding to do an initial production run. And if so, they usually continue the products on well past Kickstarter and make them available for purchase thereafter. Yeah. So if you don't get in on this Kickstarter, I do think that at some point in the future, you'll be able to purchase this from them directly. So fear not. Yeah, I believe that. Because I clicked into the Simple Syrup kit, and there's a simple button that you can click to buy the kit now. Yep. For instance. Yep. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's good stuff. Congratulations, Chris. <laughs> I gamed you the have system. S- you have successfully gamed the system and gotten yourself a pen. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll allow it. Excellent. It, it, you know, we never, we didn't lay rules for how the theme was supposed to be followed. And if I it's had a, it's, done... a, it's a theme. It's spring is sprung. You interpreted it in a way that fits. I applaud you. Thank you. And you got something that you like. Hope. And you're pleased as punch. I, I am. Can tell. You can see my grin just ear to ear. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> So that is our theme this week, Spring is Sprung. We have successfully conquered it. And do we have the theme for next time? We, we actually do. came up with it this time. We do. We we did our homework. What so, do we got, Chris? It's a little general. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But I see yourself I, I see you getting another pen out of this. <laughs> I think you can do it. I think I can do it for this one. <laughs> So, the theme for next week is Be good to yourself When nobody Wow, be good to yourself Get it, Neil Sean And Steve Perry That's right And Randy? Randy Jackson Ladies and gentlemen Yeah, so we're just going to do a very, I think very broad, be good to yourself. I think we owe ourselves one here yeah. in season two. Yeah. Just kind of treat ourselves to something. I, I think if this certain pin campaign would have stretched into the next <laughs> fortnight, I certainly yeah. would have picked it up then. Uh-huh. But now I got to go back and treat myself good again. Else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You owe it to yourself, Chris. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Well, cool. Yeah. Why don't you take us home? All right, man. So that's all our time for today. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. Backers is produced by Chris Rumpf and Brian Dupuy. You can find the show notes for this episode and our previous episodes at our website, backerspodcast.com. You can contact us on Twitter at, at backerspodcast or individually at Rumpfy and at Coldforge. Join us again next time, where our theme will be, Be good to yourself! And until then, back responsibly. Back responsibly.